When you're almost famous, you just might find yourself live on air on WATD. Hour two of Almost Famous begins now. And welcome to the second hour of Almost Famous here on 95.9 WATD, introducing you to amazing local bands and musicians. Every Tuesday night, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass, Route 53 Pembroke, online at tinyandsons.com. My name is John Shea, and in studio tonight on the Tiny Stage, we say hello to Rachel Marie. Hello, Rachel. Hey. How are you tonight? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Welcome to the station. Thanks. So for those who might not know, introduce yourself and tell us who is Rachel Marie. Who am I? <laughs> um, what a... What a crazy question. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Pennsylvania. I could just like start from the very... Be- I was born in Pittsburgh. Start from the very beginning. <laughs> well, the sort of beginning is I grew up in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, um, and really started doing the folk thing at Godfrey Daniels. That was where I started doing open mics. That's one of my favorite places in the world. It's a really, really cool little club. Um was in New Jersey for college, moved to Boston a couple years ago for grad school, which I did in completely unrelated music. Um, Well, it's all related, but it was just sort of about a year ago that I got back into doing my own thing, and I'm really, really excited about it. What brought you to this area? Uh, I went to the Longy School of Music in Cambridge for grad school, which is a tiny conservatory because it was one of the only places that had a program in early music. And I'm really, aside from my own music and other folk music, I'm really super into music from like the 16th and 17th and 18th century. Uh, So that was what I was doing for two years. (laughs) That's amazing. Now, do you find that that music from the past inspires the music you're writing now? Yeah, it's definitely all... It all sort of wraps up in each other in really interesting ways, actually. Um, and a lot of the ways that I tend to use word painting in my writing and even just more subtle musical ideas obviously exist in all sorts of music, but I think I take inspiration for that stuff from having done, like, Monteverdi madrigals. <laughs> for years. That's incredible. Let's let's hear a song. What are you going to uh, start off our set with tonight? I'm going to kick it off with a song called Not Okay, which I think I originally thought of, I originally conceptualized it as a song about sort of mutual support and community. Um, and then I realized that it really is a song about like being a high-functioning, depressed person <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I think there's a positive spin there too. Let's hear it. Rachel Marie here on 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. I have 
built out of paper and paint Limbs stretched to their limit Holding up walls against the rain Most times I stay standing I who do the standing Because I thought I had to be a fortress Well, you look at me and say That my effort is blessed And you'll invest in this mess Blood and sweat and tears And that's okay And I am not okay And that's okay Carpet stain, wood rotting through. I curl up in my center, but my center's rotting too. Burdened and weary, dark and dreary. Because I thought I had to be my own rock. Well, you look at me and say that I can't do this by myself, and you'll be my. To build a home out of love and not of paper And I know not everybody needs a savior But I thought I had to be a fortress Rachel Marie in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. Amazing job on that song. Very nice. Thank you. Take us through, if you would, Rachel, how you wrote that song. Do you remember where you were or maybe what inspired that song to be? I wrote that song at summer camp. 
Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that, there's going to be a story behind that. <laughs> well, I actually, it's funny, when I talk about going to summer camp and writing songs at summer camp, it, the, the age thing sometimes confuses people, because I actually went to a church camp. I grew up in the Moravian Church, which is a really awesome, tiny denomination. Um, it's actually one of the things I miss the most about Pennsylvania, because there aren't Moravian churches here at all. Um, but... I went to a summer camp that you could go to until you were 21. So I wrote that song while I was in college, but I wrote it at camp. Um, and a lot of, I think a lot of the camp experience, you know, it sort of gets, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to say like mixed up because that's not what I mean. But I think there's a general summer camp experience that all camp kids have of feeling like you're a part of something bigger than yourself and then there's a really interesting crossover with the um with the jesus thing and i think a big part of the camp experience for me was being able to be in a place where i could not be okay and i could be vulnerable and that coming together with this sort of theology of jesus being broken and he understands that and you can come to him um that was a big part of uh, when I was sort of learning how to be a depressed person and acknowledge being a depressed person. Um, that was really helpful to me. And then beyond just the Jesus factor, you have this bigger community factor. And camp was always a place where I felt like I could be not okay. And I had a community of support that was never going to waver in a really real way and not just like, this like God's there. Okay, great. You know, I also have a community of human beings who believe that it's okay for us to be people who hurt. What a great answer. That, that, <laughs> that's incredible. Seriously, that's very cool. So when that song kind of started to uh, to come into your mind, was it just all in one giant burst or did it take a little while for you to piece it all together? I think for the most part I wrote it during that one week that used to happen to me a lot, and it was amazing, and I wish it happened to me more. But <laughs> but there were a lot of times that I would go to camp and over the course of a week just write a song. Um, and there are probably little pieces of it that changed, but not a whole lot. I probably wrote it over the course of a week because I was able to, you know, just kind of spend a couple of hours at a time just in the woods by myself. So did you ever have a time when you might have had writer's block, but you're thinking, oh, I'm going to camp next week, I'll get a song out of that? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> so when did you actually start, when did you realize that you could write songs and you could do this, you know, professionally? Well, when I was, I, hmm, the professional answer is, that that question's more interesting to me because I don't know the answer. Um, but when I was a kid, my, I didn't realize that this wasn't normal for a long time. Um, but when I was a kid, my dad worked nights and my mom was a school teacher and so my dad stayed home with me during the day which was a cool unique thing and he always sang he never um he never really made a go at it professionally but he always sort of did it on the side um so he wrote and sang songs and played the guitar so ever since i was a little kid you know it would be me and my dad at home during the day and i was like there's this one human and he plays the guitar and sings and writes songs so like i guess that's just what you do. do. Yeah, so I just did it all along. And, you know, at first they were stupid songs. But I, but I was, you know, I, I think the first, actually the first, 
I don't know if I've ever told anyone this, but the first song I really remember completing, I think I was eight. Really? And That's I, impressive. <laughs> I, yeah, and, and like I would, I would never go back and... I don't even know where I would find it at this point. Like maybe it's in a diary or something, like in my childhood bedroom, but it was my great aunt anime had passed away and well actually I think I started writing it when we were in the car on the way to Pittsburgh. I'm sure my mom has no idea about this and when she listens to the podcast later she's gonna be like, What are you talking about? But we were in the car on the way to Pittsburgh to try to see her one last time and so I think I was just writing it in the car on the way to Pittsburgh. And then we, we, we didn't actually make it there. That was that was actually uh, a, a sort of, a, that was a different kind of emotionally jarring thing as a kid because we were like on our way to Pittsburgh to try to see her and we didn't actually end up making it. Um, but that's the first thing I conceptualize is like a song that I finished that's that amazing. had like a bridge. But I don't know if I played it on the piano. I don't, I don't I have no idea. <laughs> It's out there somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> and if you find it, you can come back and play it for us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> we have Rachel Marie in studio tonight. How about another song? Well, I guess that makes a nice segue into playing one of my dad's. Let's hear it. You've got 95.9 WATD. Rachel Marie is live on the tiny stage. Take it away. It's dusty toll And summertime has taken on a chill I look at the phone Nobody home I feel like dying and I guess someday I will
Rachel Marie in studio tonight, 95.9 WATD. Nice job on that one, too. That was very cool. Thanks. You said that's a song, uh, that's a song your dad wrote? Yeah. It's actually a song of his that I kind of dug up out of a file, and then he found me playing it once when I was, I think, in, probably in middle school and was like, that song? You pulled out that song? And then I think he likes it now. Like, he wrote, he reminded, he was reminded that he liked this song he wrote because I pulled it out of a filing cabinet. That's very cool. Now, did <laughs> you keep the same arrangement or did you kind of make it your own? Um, you know, I don't really know because I didn't hear a recording of it. I think I've only heard him do it once. He used to write out everything. He would just write out chords and melodies. Um, so all I had was the chord. All I had was the chords and the melody and the lyrics. I don't know if he embellished it at all. You know, I don't know if he finger-picked it at all. I have no idea. My mom says I do it a lot slower than he does it. Very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. We have Rachel Marie in studio tonight here on 95.9 WATD. The time is just a little past 9.19, which means we have to take our first break of the 9 o'clock hour, but we have a lot more with Rachel coming up next here on 95.9 WATD, so stay tuned. We know a lot about music. Mayflower uh, combined with Philadelphia. No brainer, right? Because this is where the Mayflower landed. History, not so much. I'm not the historian. Let the people in the uh, production booth right. deal with it that one. <laughs> Almost famous on 95.9 WATD. And my name is John Shea. You're learning about local music every Tuesday night from 8 till 10 p.m. here on 95.9 WATD. 95.9WATD.com and on Facebook at facebook.com slash almostfamousradio. And we're on the tiny stage tonight with Rachel Murray, who is sounding fantastic. Rachel, how are you? I'm, I'm doing all right. You're sounding awesome in there tonight. Thanks. So for those who missed the first part of the show, kind of recap and tell us who you are and what's happening tonight. Who am I? I'm a folk singer. I guess that's what I am. Grew up in Pennsylvania, here I am in Boston, been getting back into my own music for the past year or so, and I'm super psyched about it. Excellent. So how would you compare Boston uh, to the music scene in Pennsylvania? I think a lot, of, a lot of what I grew up with is just sort of a smaller, less concentrated set of iterations of this scene. Um, like when I was, well, so when I was in middle school and high school I would go to Godfrey Daniels a lot and my, and my family is still really involved in Godfrey Daniels and I make it back there whenever I possibly can um, I think I'm going to go to the is there, if there's an open mic on uh, September 17th you'll see me there any listeners in Bethlehem um, yeah what was I talking about when I went on that tangent oh yeah so there was like Godfrey Daniels was sort of like the center of folk music there you know and then you had Philly kind of close by so you had the Philly scene, but I never really got to be a part of it because I was a kid. Um, and then I went to college in New Jersey, and then in Morristown, New Jersey, there's uh, an organization called the Folk Project that I was really involved in there. And then it was like moving to Boston, in Cambridge and Somerville and Boston, it's just like there are a million of those. So it's sort of like there was the Godfrey Daniels in Bethlehem, and there was the Folk Project in New Jersey, and then, well, in Morristown anyway. Um, and then I moved here, and it was like, whoa, there's Passim, and there's the Burren, and there's a ridiculous amount of other really cool venues and open mics, and it's all just an interwoven scene, 
you know, it just it takes up more space and it has more people in it and it takes more forms. Very nice. I, I completely agree that it's kind of a mecca of of you know not only folk musicians but just musicians in general yeah. in the Cambridge, Somerville, Boston area. It's just it's incredible. Now, did you? Um, who were some of your favorite people when you first moved here that, that you started listening to on the uh, the local scene? Um, well, it's it's, it's kind of hard to say because when I first moved here, um, I was just completely consumed in grad school and the early music stuff, so I wasn't doing like any of the folk singer songwriter stuff. Like I was barely even listening to it. Um, but now, oh man. Who, who, oh, oh, man, I don't know. I mean, it's like, it's, it's funny because then I feel like I'm just going to start like naming my friends. But I <laughs> guess that's, totally the, cool. but that's the whole thing, you know? Like, you meet people who make really cool music and then, like, whoops, they're your friends. And then suddenly you're friends with a bunch of really cool musicians. Like, what's that about? <laughs> and, and that's one of the cool things about this show, too, is that you never know who's listening. So somebody might be listening tonight and then reach out tomorrow and then, oh, you know, yeah. it'll, it'll come full circle. It could be like a, like a test. Like whose, whose names can I say? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Think about it. Yeah, I'm gonna ponder that. I'm gonna ponder that in my heart. And uh, let's hear another song while you do that, if you would. All right. What do you want to play first? Or play next? What do I want to play? Um, I want to play a song. Sorry, that was annoying. <laughs> I want to play a song called "Hello Stranger," just because I feel like I need to. Um, given the state of our world. I'm just I'm spacing out and getting like really philosophical right now, um, so maybe I should just sing instead of spacing out and staring at the wall and thinking <laughs> about the like global. Yeah, let's hear it, <laughs> Rachel Marie. <laughs> Take it away, ninety-five-nine WATD. The microphone is all yours. Especially in dangerous times Especially when everyone is drawing lines And building walls And I want to believe that in this country No one has to take the fall And I will pledge allegiance to when there is liberty and justice for all Hello stranger, can I offer you my time? I don't have answers, but I can lend an ear I believe that your anger is justified and that way all made weaker by fear but I understand if trust is hard and I understand if you're just too scarred because the problem looks just like
take a long look in the mirror and I tell you what I see I am not a perfect Christian I am not a perfect feminist I am not a perfect pacifist and I am not a perfect friend so well I can't demand perfection we can Justice for all. That is Rachel Marie live on 95.9 WATD tonight. My name is John Shea, and that was incredible. Very nice job on that, Rachel. So you got to perform that song at a very cool event recently. Tell us about that. I see the uh, videos up on your Facebook page. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I played it. I played at Pittsburgh Pride, which was my first time going to Pride, which was weird. I've played that song in a couple of cool places recently. I actually, I've, I've actually been able to play that song at. Uh, is rallies the word? I don't know. I my my roommate works with Refuse Fascism, um, which is an organization I probably can't really say a whole lot about because she knows a whole lot more about it than I do but you know every once in a while she'll ask me to show up and sing and I will gladly show up and sing and I it's one of those things where I feel like we need to be using our music for something so if I can be using my music for something I want to be able to um and it is really interesting you know when you're at those sort of events it's not it's when you're at those sort of events that are publicized and in the public that you're not just preaching to the choir and I think we really need to do a lot less of preaching to the choir and a lot more, like, having a real dialogue. And if that dialogue gets angry and that dialogue gets upset, you know, like if there are, <laughs> you know, if there are people who get upset about the things I'm saying, then those are the people who we need to be really in dialogue with. Anyway, none of that is the, an- none of that is the answer to the question that you asked me. But... Um, yeah, I played at Pittsburgh Pride over the summer, which was one of the sort of cooler events I've played at, I think. And it was... I just really dig huge communities. And it's it sort of goes along with what I was talking about with summer camp, where, like, uh, Pride is just a cool space. And sort of as open as I am about being queer in my daily life, I don't... I don't know. I just, I had never experienced something like Pride before. It's really cool. You know, it's it's like a big, silly festival. You know, like sort of any summer music festival almost, but just with a theme of let's be inclusive and be really excited about being true to who we are. Very true. And I want to go back to something you touched upon just a few moments ago, and that's using your music for for good and to, and to change the world. And um, if you look back at, you know, some of the artists from the 1970s, the 1980s, the 1990s, when it came to, like, you know, Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp and the Amnesty International tours and things like that, mm-hmm. do you think that's something that's been lost in today's music, in today's culture? Um, 
I'm not sure. I think I've just personally been sort of struggling to find that outlet. And and I'm obviously not in the sort of position as a musician or as a professional to, like, you know, be picked up on a big tour like that, you know? Like, I'm not going to... Like, I'm not Springsteen, you know? (laughs) Like, I'm not going to raise that much money. Um, But I actually think, especially in in areas of, like, in, in people in my life, I've seen independent musicians putting out music. I've seen a lot of people um, sort of taking proceeds from a song or a show and really using it to make a financial statement and also a public statement about organizations that they think are worthwhile. And I've done that, too. Um, the last time I put out an album was several years ago, but uh, for every... You know, for every $10 I make on an album, I give a dollar to the Trevor Project. I give a dollar to the Moravian Board of World Mission and a dollar to the Dana-Farber Institute, Um, you know, based on personal relationships with those organizations and songs that are on the album. But I think sort of in, in sort of smaller, more individualized ways, I definitely see people doing that. Fantastic. We have Rachel Marie in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD. Now, I, I, I've heard rumors that there might be a new album in the works. Oh, yeah. Tell us about that. What's that going to be all about? Ah, um, so since it's been so long, I'm really excited about it. And I'm really, you know, I'm sort of itching to just get it done. But I know you need to do things slowly to do them right. Um, it's going to be called False Foundations. And that that phrase or that title I took from um, the first line of Not Okay, the first song that I played. Um, And it's a lot of the songs on it are sort of about struggling with trying to build myself up and and trying to not be vulnerable. And I think over the past five or six years of my life, I've really sort of grown into being vulnerable. I've always been a person with a whole lot of feelings, but I've also always been a person who likes to be independent and likes to keep myself moving. And I don't like to need anything from anyone, which I've slowly realized is not healthy or reasonable. Like we need each other and that's fine. Um, Do you find your music as a way to express your feelings in a way that you might otherwise be able to in, in the public? Um, I think probably as far as my vulnerability, like it's easier for me to, at this point I'm just becoming more <laughs> sort of open and vulnerable as a human, but definitely, absolutely to sort of put into words that are coherent. I tend to ramble a lot and I, when I, I don't know, sort of go off on tangents just in life, in conversation, I can sometimes confuse people or sometimes confuse myself uh, even when it comes to how I want to emotionally present something and songwriting has definitely helped me with that to put my inner workings of my brain in some poetic coherent form that's really useful for me well the more you ramble the less I have to ramble so (laughs) I thank you a hundred times over for that oh no problem (laughs) So uh, let's hear another song. What do you want to play for us next? Oh, no. What do I want to play? 
Not to put you on the spot or No, anything. it's totally fine. I mean, that's the whole point. I'm here to make music, right? We do have Rachel Marie in studio. While you're thinking about a next song, tell us about what you have available online for a website, for social media, maybe uh, music that's available. www.rachelmarie.com And spell Rachel because there's a gazillion different ways you can spell Rachel. R-A-C-H-E-L The right way. M-A-R-I-E Yeah, I always find it funny when like priests misspell my name. That's the part that gets me the most because I'm like, it's it's, it's just right, it's just right there in the Bible. Like, what what are you doing? (sighs) Um, anyway, yeah, and there are links to all my social media. There, my Instagram is lyrical nonsense, which I only mention because it has absolutely nothing to do with my name. Um, and I do love on your website that you list all your lyrics, which is very cool. Yeah, I actually, I really, I do need to update that. Thank, thanks for reminding me that I need to update that. Um, yeah, and there are links to music there. My album, There Is Love, which is from almost six years ago at this point, ridiculous, is available on iTunes and Bandcamp. So Check there's it that. Out. Yeah, I actually want to play a song from that album, which I haven't done yet today. Well, let's hear I it. Think. Cool. Rachel Marie, 95.9 WATD, all yours. so intently that I forgot the question, forgot my place, or was that the question where I stand, whose say I need, whose go whose grace I must not have it no one hopes for what they know they have what they can see Except for me I've always had a hard time Taking anything I don't feel that I've earned And after 19 years of asking answered questions I haven't I have and that it isn't yours to judge or take or validate or use to trace my path and yet I keep on searching others eyes and hearts and I've been digging deep and I rise with sparks that were never mine but somehow satisfy but I can't keep I've always had a hard time holding much of what rises within myself and after 20 years of sparks so worth my time I'm still asking for help I've 
Incredible. That is Rachel Marie live in studio tonight on 95.9 WATD. Rachel, tell us how that song was composed, if you would. I was actually thinking while I was singing it, is this another summer camp song? Because there are definitely, I have a bunch of songs that I think of as sneaky Jesus songs, which just means that there is like some biblical reference or something that most people aren't going to catch. Um... And that's definitely one of those. The no, the line about no one asks the questions that have already been answered. Like, I, I lifted that from some scripture somewhere, and I have no idea what it was. Like, I'm sure it's in a notebook somewhere. Um, but I think that one was actually a case of starting it at summer camp one year and then finishing it a different year. Because the first um, sort of refrain is, after 19 years of asking answered questions... And the next refrain is, after 20 years of sparks, so worth my time. And that was because there was a gap that I wrote the first verse and refrain of the song. And then it just sat there for a while. And then I came back to it a year later, wrote the second verse and the outro. And speaking of gaps, if you could go back and tell yourself something in high school that you know now, musically or philosophically, what would that be? I think maybe to not, I don't know, this is a hard sort of testy subject, but maybe to not be ashamed of, to not be ashamed of having iterations of myself that I'm not proud of. Um, And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I think especially with um, political things, people tend to take it personally. I think especially... Like, especially with race issues, a lot of, a lot of, uh, I think a lot of the time people will take it personally, like, okay, I'm white, but why is it my fault? And it's like, it's not that it's, it's not, okay, okay, we can, we just like need to be able to approach things. I think we need to be able to approach things without taking them personally. And I think a lot of taking things personally is not being proud of previous iterations of yourself. Um, you know, like, I definitely, throughout the course of my life because I'm a person who grows just like everyone like held beliefs that I'm not proud that I held now or like took positions in arguments that I'm not proud of but I had to do those things I had to get through those things and to have, to have people today. tell me I was wrong yeah exactly and like having people tell you you're wrong isn't bad or having people tell you hey there's another super valid way to look at this isn't bad and I think we sort of spend a lot of time 
shaming ourselves when we realize that we're not proud of the people we were at any given point, and it's just not useful. What a great answer. <laughs> Seriously, that's uh, Rachel Marie. She's in studio tonight. And I'm looking through your Facebook page here, and I'm looking at some of the the artists that you list here as influences. You've uh-huh. got Patty Griffin here, yeah. Ingrid Michaelson, yeah. Annie DeFranco, yeah. Ingrid Girls, Paul Simon, Lucy Rainwhite. Uh, um, tell us about you know the music that you listen to that kind of made you who you are today. I've been to more Indigo Girls concerts than I can count. I love the Indigo Girls, personally. All, all with my mom. <laughs> so that's huge. Um, yeah, Patty Griffin's definitely a big one. And I think, you know, an, an artist like Ani DeFranco is probably someone who made me feel comfortable, uh, like, I don't know, just sort of like being politically angry in songs, too, or like socially angry. Tracy Chapman is another one of those. Um, yeah. Uh and then there have been people who, like, the first time I saw Lucy Wainwright Roach, she was opening for Indigo Girls. So I've definitely done a lot of that in my life, like, gone and seeing, gone and seen someone I really like, and then I eventually follow the opening act, and then I go see the opening act, and then whoever opened for them becomes someone I follow along with. So it just becomes a trail. Like a chain reaction yeah. type thing. That's very cool. And then maybe I'll just be one of those someday. You know, like, I'll just tack myself on to the end of that. Well, I think you already are. Well, I'm I'm trying. It's the dream. <laughs> well, I'm dying to hear some more music, so can we hear another song? Yeah, for sure. What are you sharing with us next? I want to share what is probably my newest complete creation. As we tune up here in the studio. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people complain about me not writing happy songs. It's funny because secretly I'm secretly when people tell me that I don't write happy songs and they think I should write happy songs, my gut response is like, well, maybe maybe you're not my audience then. But also, <laughs> but also, it's good to have some happy songs. Um, so this was the song that I sort of like shoved in everyone's faces for like a month and was like, see, here's a happy song. Uh, yeah. All right, well, let's hear a happy song. <laughs> Rachel Marie, 95.9 WATD, it's all yours. We couldn't have known We couldn't have dreamed With our bodies and words trapped in teenage time what would be on a quest for a love that would not give us up to hold us and we couldn't stay standing we didn't know what we were planting i am with you at your core you are mine and i am yours for worse or for better i love you forever I promise you I do I promise you I do The biggest of hearts The smallest of seeds 
planted deep You have always been there underneath it all Helping me bloom when we only knew rain We didn't know how we would rise up Again and again and again I am with you at your core You are mine and I am yours For worse or for better I'll love you forever I promise to I promise to you I do I promise to you I do Most days I don't know if I'm feeding this world If I'm a seed or a weed or a bee but I love you and I like you And it's never been in spite of you The friend you have in me That you wake up every day And let me be I am with you At your core You are mine and I am yours For worse or for better I'll love you forever I promise to I promise you I do I promise you I do That is Rachel Marie on the tiny stage tonight 95.9 WATD Incredible Thank you So uh, we are going to take one last break here on WATD but I think we have time for one more song Does that work for you? After it? After yeah. the break? That's so cool All right Let's do it. 95.9 WATD. Stay tuned. We have more with Rachel Marie after this. And the wide world of blues coming your way at 10 o'clock tonight with Peter Black taking you through those early morning hours with the best blues anywhere on the radio. We're just as frustrated with the big recording labels as you are. And I'll tell you why I can't put up with you people. Because you're bastard people. We just don't have the people skills to express it. Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And for a few more minutes, we are on the tiny stage tonight with Rachel Marie here on Almost Famous. Rachel, you are sounding amazing. Thank you again for coming to Marshfield tonight. Thank you for having me. This is great. My pleasure. So uh, if you would uh, recap very quickly, give us your website and uh, your social media information for people to look you up online once the show is over. www.rachelmarie.com You're good at this. <laughs> There are links there. Um, yeah, I think there was one time, I think I was at the New Jersey Folk Festival that I was like, for more information, go to rachelmarie.com. And I like felt like I was Ira Glass. But <laughs> I'm not Ira Glass. Um, Next best thing. <laughs> no one's ever said that to me before. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, the new album, do you have a, a, a proposed date where you'd, uh, you'd like to have that out by? Uh in theory, May 11, which I've never said to the real world before. So there so, you have it. Yeah. So you heard it here first. We'll hold folks. you to that. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and we have time for one last tune before we welcome in Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues. So what are we, uh, what, what's Siri talking about in there? I don't know. <laughs> Someone must have thought we said, hey, Siri. I did. That happened to me once doing an interview with someone named Sierra. <laughs> That's hysterical. So uh, let's uh, let's hear your last song, and then we uh, we have Peter Black and the Wide World of Blues. Awesome. Uh, so you mentioned Patty Griffin, which just made me want to sing Patty Griffin. Well, let's hear it.
jumps in his taxi for the sky. He's off to slay some demon or dragonfly. And he looks at me. That long last time turns away again as I wave goodbye. In an envelope inside his coat is a chain I wore around my throat along with a note I wrote said I love you but I don't even know why but darling I wish you well Tell how hard you're trying I just have this secret hope But sometimes all we do is cope That somewhere on the steepest slope There's an endless rope And nobody's crying Well, the long night turns into a couple long years of me walking around and round this trail of tears and the very loud voices of my own fear are ringing and ringing in my ears. It says that love is long gone. Every move I make is all wrong. Never gave a damn for me For anything, for anyone But darling, I wish you well On your way to the wishing well Swinging off of those gates of hell And I can tell how hard you're trying Well, sometimes all I do is call 
that somewhere on the steepest slope there's an endless rope and nobody's crying <laughs>